books. It's always easier to tell people that a character is funny rather than attempt to hit the punchline of a joke that a character would have said. But if we all simply told, books would cease to exist, and so would empathy and feeling. Joyce Rochelle You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. And I wanted to give you guys a heads up. We do have a Facebook page officially now. So if you haven't checked it out yet, we have a lot of behind the scenes glimpses and things I find funny, little tidbits and wisdom that we find across the internet that might be interesting to you on our Writing Roots Facebook page. Just search Writing Roots Podcast or go to writingrootspodcast.com and there is a link at the top along with a link to our Patreon page. Our next four-letter word, and no, not naughty four-letter words, just scary ones in the writing world. This one scares me a lot more than a lot of the other ones you're thinking of right now. (laughs) This word is tell. You hear it all the time. Show. Don't tell. But what does that actually mean? I don't think I really understood the phrase until I started editing on a regular basis. And I started seeing that can be expanded, that can be clarified, that can be made more interesting because they are telling that the character talked to his mom about the scene instead of bringing us to the scene to experience that emotional conflict with mom, with the character. There is a place for telling. We don't want to vilify the word tell. Because there are times where that is the more efficient and better way to do it if you have a quick moving scene. But there are also times that you need to show, that you need to dive into those emotions and bring the reader into the shoes of that character. That is the purpose of showing. So how do we identify in our own manuscripts if we are telling or if we are showing well? The first red flag for me is if you need proof of something. There are sometimes moments where you just kind of have to take the author's word for it, but it's much better to prove that to your audience. So if you say that he was a mean man, you are telling the readers what the character's opinion is of that particular person that is supposedly mean. That doesn't give us a lot of insight into why he's mean. Is he mean because he's just a grumpy old man? Or is he actually, like, abusive? If that man is mean because the character is 12 years old and the character keeps being yelled at to get off the old man's lawn, then we have a different opinion of not only the old man, but the 12-year-old. If the old man kicks a starving dog in order to get it off of his petunias, He's a mean old man, and we know it. That's the proof that you as the author need to bring to the scene so that your audience is saying, that's a mean old man. So you show them by giving them a scene that shows that mean old man kicking a starving dog. The next way to identify whether you are showing or telling is looking for the red flag words. If you are saying things like felt, was, is, seemed, to describe something, a character or an event, you are likely telling. 
And this is you pulling the reader along, saying you need to believe this, rather than standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder with them, pointing out the stars and sharing a wonder of the stars with them. So if you have a character who just walked into, say, a murder scene, found their dog killed, you don't want to say she felt sad. You want to say tears welled up in her eyes, a hole got ripped open in her chest, and she sank to the floor sobbing. Better yet, explain the dog in detail. So then the author's going, but but the dog's paws are still twitching. Maybe you can save it. Oh, they stopped now. Now he's just bleeding out on the kitchen tile. That gut-wrenching moment from the point of view character isn't about the point of view character. Oftentimes when I see these red flags being used, you're trying to insert the point of view character in the scene when they're not thinking about themselves. She felt sad. Doesn't tell us anything unless she's aware that she's feeling sad. Another way to identify show versus tell is whether you are summarizing something. If you are summarizing a conversation, if you are summarizing an event, you are telling that. And that rarely has a place. Unless, of course, you are Luis in Ant-Man, and your summarization is for a purpose because it's funny. The reason why you need to know the difference between showing and telling is that if you are constantly just telling from the main character's perspective, then you don't get a good look at the world. You are only seeing through a very, very narrow and indescript tunnel from one character's perspective. One of my favorite examples of this being used well is in the TV show Psych. So you have your main character who is a goof-off. He's brilliant, has a great eye for detail, but he has decided he wants to pretend he's psychic instead of using his skills for good. It's a fun contrast to see because you're constantly getting the tell from the son, Sean. He is always saying, my dad was a horrible dad. He was never there for me. And then we see the events in history. And that is the show where we're actually viewing it. And we can see the difference between the claim of he was mean and the show of he's just being a dad. Once you identify that you are telling too much, how do you fix it? Often, Take that sentence and make it into a scene. Expound on it. Walk yourself through the scene. Instead of saying, oh, he went to the store, think through how was the store designed? Which rings did he consider first? These details in that moment will make you want to put a scene there because something changed in the story, and that's why we have scenes in in stories. Something changes in the plot. But the easiest way to do it is to take that sentence and make it a chapter. So if you have a character that felt sad or felt happy, describe what the character is doing. How is their body reacting to the emotion of feeling sad or happy or angry? Because there's always going to be a physical reaction with emotion. And the more you can do something that your reader has already felt at some point in their lives that pressure at the top of the nasal cavity behind the nose just before the tears start to well up. Most people have felt that, and they can recall that memory and empathize with your character that much more. 
If you find that you have told something, you can also just delete it. If it doesn't serve a purpose, delete it or find a new way to phrase it. This tends to be my first go-to, is taking the sentence out, let's see how it looks now. We already know that she's sad because she's wiping tears away. We don't need to say she felt sad also. And you will see those side by side. Take it out. See if it changes the scene at all. If it doesn't, leave it out. Another way after you've identified this is a telling sentence is to ask yourself how the character knows this. You have to kind of put yourself in the shoes of your character, but understanding how they see the scene, not just that I know he's a mean old man, but I've seen him kick a dog, therefore he's a mean old man, the kicking the dog part is the showing. That's the part that makes it unique, makes it interesting to your story. So if you have that 12-year-old warning the new neighbor in town to not go on that guy's lawn, instead of just saying, he's mean, don't go on his lawn, say, he's mean, I've seen him chase a kid off with a rake. Give that evidence, give that proof that we talked about earlier for why. Or better yet, you and I are having this conversation, stay off the dude's lawn, and then the guy comes out swinging a rake without a warning. And like, yep, that, that, now we know he's a mean guy, we should stay off of his lawn. Like, you don't have to take his word for it anymore. I just keep thinking of the movie Sandlot. <laughs> the final way that you can fix it is use that as a way to inform the reader about the character. Have them react. Show those emotions. Show the physical reactions. Give them some dialogue that is realistic in response to whatever is happening. The reason why you need to identify whether you are telling is because those are opportunities for you to expand on your writing, for you to expand on your characters and the moments so that your readers can really connect. I tend to find when I am telling, it's because I'm in a hurry outside of the writing. I need to get to doing something else, so I just jot down a couple of things and move on. But I always go back and try to fix those, to expand, because that's not how I want my writing to be. I want to show, I want to put the reader in the shoes of the characters. I want them to feel those emotions. I want them to understand why. And I want to experience it myself, because if I am telling, I am not experiencing my own writing. As an author, you cheapen your own story when you tell versus show. So when your editor comes to you and says, you're telling here, go through this list, expound, walk yourself through the scene, maybe delete it entirely, ask yourself how you know, use these opportunities to inform your readers about the character, go through this list figure out which applies to this particular moment and which you like best because you want to make sure your story is told. That's why you're a writer. But that all starts with writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 